Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, thank you for joining me today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. So I hope that you are having a great week. And I have a wonderful guest today, which I'm really excited about. This is Laura Schroff, and she has written a book called Angels on Earth. And she's also a national bestseller from a book called The Invisible Thread. So I'm really excited to have her today and have her talk about this really inspiring book that actually, it's just one of those books that you read that you just feel good when you read it. And so, you know, it's a, it's a timely book. It, 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 um, it draws out principles that inspire all of us to search for ways to have powerful, very positive impact on those around us. And we really need that in our world today. And so there's some practical takeaways in this book, as well as some really inspiring examples that lead us to take some action. So Laura, hello, and thank you for being here today. Well, Cynthia, good morning, and thank you for having me on my show, on your show. I so appreciate it. Oh, I'm excited about this. I, well, you know, you it got, was inspired to do this from your other book, The Invisible Thread, right? Yes, that's um, actually the case. In fact, in An Invisible Thread, I did say, if you have your own Invisible Thread story, share it with me. And before I knew it, about a month after An Invisible Thread was released, I actually received my very first chapter angel story, and that is um, Angel Perez's story, and um, that chapter is the sunburn, but yes. Wait, so what, I, the, the sunburn? I, don't, I didn't get to read that one yet. That's the first one? No, it was the very first. Angel Perez was the very first person that sent me a story, oh, and it was oh, only yes. a, it was only a month after the book came out, and I couldn't believe I was reading this beautiful story of how he came from Puerto Rico, and his parents were, you know, very poor, and he lived in the South Bronx at the time, which was one of the worst areas in um, the New York area. And when he was in high school, it was a guidance counselor that noticed that he had such potential, and she took him under her angel wing, and um, she changed his life. I think, I mean, I just love this concept about recognizing, I mean, I think all of us can can really relate to when someone was kind to us, nice to us, a stranger, helped us out, and what that really feels like. And these are pretty in, in extensive stories that happen with these people. Yeah, you know, it's that's what makes, I think, that's why I love the book so much, because they're not my stories. These are stories, and there's 29 chapter angels in Angels on Earth. But these are stories that were submitted to me, and some of them are very small and easy acts of kindness, and then others are so incredibly life-changing. But what I really kind of hope with Angels on, o- angels on Earth is that it will really open up our eyes and hearts to our surroundings and to see how we all can be an angel to someone. Well, I like this one. It's, uh, it's in part two, and it's yesness. And you talk yes. about this woman, Annie Bonner, Bonner, Bonner and she used the, this word yesness. And you talk about how the stories, you know, that angels don't use the word no. 
They, yeah. they are in the business of yes. And they I just traffic thought, in yes. Yes, and I thought that was such an amazing insight. And that's just a really sweet story of how Annie had moved to a new area. She was no longer working, and she realized that she had this wonderful neighbor that lived, like, right in her area, right I think right next door. And she used to take her young son, Peter, over to visit with Annie, or with Shirley, and she loved her stories. And, you know, it was just this incredible connection the two of them had of a young woman and an elderly an elderly woman and um, how they became angels to each other. It's really fascinating how God connects people that you would never think you would connect to. That is absolutely for sure. And again, it kind of goes back to what I just said, how if we open up our eyes and hearts, these, these situations are right in our path, but we have to be open to them. I think it's an amazing, inspiring idea, especially in our world today, that... We are so busy and people are so stressed out that, you know, I I talk about um, to clients many times and I'm I'm finishing up a book right now about relationships and Mm -hmm. the power of kindness and politeness and courtesy, you know, and how you feel when somebody like, you know, opens the door for you and they're a stranger or the person at the grocery store says, hey, you only have a couple items. Why don't you go ahead of me? And it changes your outlook on your entire day. One simple act of courtesy. Now, I don't know if you got to the chapter yet, which is um, Dr. Dale Atkins, and it's called The Helper's High. Mm-mm, no. But she is a psychologist, and um, actually she's done a lot of research on kindness. And what research really shows is that kindness is contagious. Yes. And when you incorporate kindness into your life, you actually want to do it over and over and over again. And it's, it's actually called a helper's high. And I talk about this a lot at school, when I visit with schools, you know, how uh, to become an angel on earth, you, you don't have to be, do a big heroic thing. Exactly. But you can do something as simple as opening up the door for someone that you would normally just ignore or saying hello to someone, just as you said, or saying thank you to the people who work in the cafeteria for serving you these wonderful meals every day. So that's really what my hope with Angels on Earth is, is that people will read it and they'll see that, you know, you can become an angel on Earth pretty easily just by um, being kind to one another. And it's so needed, you know, with our world as stressed as it is, and we keep hearing all this media about you know, terrible things and how unhappy everybody is and how uh, the level of hatred and the level of just discrimination and just this, this constant talk about how terrible everything is. It's like once you start just saying, you know, I can be kind to the driver next to me. I can let them in. And what we do is that starts to pass around a completely different feeling that is contagious. Absolutely. You know, a couple of weeks ago, with the very, very devastating tragedy in Las Vegas. Yes. But there were so many people who were, were doing goodness. Were they absolutely were putting, angels. They were. They were. Put, they were, and they were putting themselves in immediate danger to help strangers. And those are the kinds of stories we really want to hear about. 
because those are the stories that really make you feel good and you know that there is absolutely so much goodness to celebrate in this world. There, there really is, and it's really recognizing that you have no idea what's going on with that person. You know, that one little act of kindness could be something that changed around their entire outlook or their, or their entire day. Or I mean, what if they just got news that they had cancer, you know, and your act of kindness kind of buffered that a little bit and gave them some hope and strength? And we don't know. We don't know what's going on in everyone's lives. Right. And there's a chapter in Angels on Earth, and it's actually the very first chapter. It's called The Hug. And the reason why I chose to make that chapter the first one is because it's just a simple act of kindness. Drew Sanchez was in a supermarket. She remembered when she was a single mom and she was struggling, and she saw a young mom with three small children, and the young, young boy had a calculator in his hand, and it was clear to her by the meager groceries that she had in her cart that she was struggling. Mm. And so she went over and said, I don't really want to step out of line. She said, but I would love to buy your groceries for you today. And she really didn't know how the woman was going to react. And the woman started to cry and yes. gave her a hug. And then she went over and she bought a gift certificate. And she brought it back to the woman. She'd waited for a while by the cash registers. And when she didn't show up, she was afraid that maybe she was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So she went, she went and purchased a gift certificate and found the mom and gave it to her. And the mother put her arms around her and started to cry. And as she walked away... The two young boys said, wait, wait. And as she turned around, they ran to, ran up to her and gave her this huge hug. And that moment in that supermarket changed her life. And hopefully it, will, it also gave those young boys a different perspective on their own life and how they, too, can be kind. Oh, I lo- yes, I love that story because, you know, we're so worried about overstepping bounds. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we don't take these risks when we really need to trust that taking the risk of kindness is not ever something that, that is um, dangerous to do, you know. Right. And, and part of that is just because God is always protecting that anyways. He's, he's the one inspiring us to do some of these things because he knows what everybody needs. You're, Cynthia, you're so right. And... Um there's so many stories in Angels on Earth. There's another chapter, which is the, the snowstorm. And what's interesting about the snowstorm is Linda DiCarlo, and I actually worked with her at People Magazine, and we would get together for business lunches, and I never talked about my childhood, so she was unaware of it, and I never knew about her childhood. And when an invisible thread came out and she read it, she reached out to me, and she talked about how when she was only 17 years old, Her stepfather threw her out of the house on a snowy day, and she took her bicycle, and she drove her bike for about three miles to her friend Cynthia's house. And um, when Cynthia and her father stood at the front door, her father looked at her, and he thought to himself, you know, my house is very small. I can barely feed my children, but how can I not help you? Exactly. And he opened his door to Cynthia not to, um, to Linda, and Linda actually lived with him for well over a year and treated him to, treated her just like... One of the kids. Um, one of the kids, one of the children. 
And there's another story in the book, which is the donor, and it's Jason Bradburn. And Jason actually believes that we are not only responsible for ourselves, but if we want to live a really good life, it's so important to remember that we're responsible to one another. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's where where we miss out, especially with how much technology we have and the level of. I know I keep saying the level of stress, but it, our lives <laughs> There's are a lot of stress. Uh, we, it, is, we, it is so complicated. <laughs> it's a very stressful time, unfortunately, in our country. It really is, and I think that one of the you know there's so much research about cortisol levels and you know adrenaline, and and one of the things that kindness does is decreases that. Yeah, it, it, it really adds to our physical health dramatically. And that's really what Dr. Atkins talks mm-hmm. about in, in her chapter, The Helper's High, that your endorphins actually kick in that's right. when you are doing, and those are positive endorphins, right. and they kick in because you feel good. And because it makes you feel good to do it, you want to do it over and over and over again. You know, when we think of angels, we think of these really beautiful, fluffy angels with right, right. wonderful wings floating around in heaven. But the truth is, there are those angels who are in heaven, and there are those angels who live on earth. And we can be an angel to someone. Absolutely. I mean, and I think that that's what's so powerful about this book, and and why I was so excited um, to have you on the air, because I think we need to continually change our perspective. There's this one, one about the guy named Jason. He said it's called Lucky Us. Uh-huh, yes. And, you know, and he talks about how differently he saw the world in the perspective when he really started to see people for who they were for the first time. Oh, isn't that interesting? And it was so, it's, I, I love it. It says, you know, all I did was get lucky, says Jason, reflecting on his act of kindness. I was just luckier than anyone else in the registry because I was the one who got the chance to help. That's kind of exactly what Jason um, Bradburn was saying. But, you know, an invisible thread when that book came out in 2011, I never could have imagined it would resonate with hundreds of thousands of people all around the country and right. actually really around the world. And people would say to me all the time, Maurice was so lucky to have met you. And I would always say to them, I was so lucky to have met Maurice because there was so much that Maurice brought to my life that I never would have experienced or known had he not been a part of my life. And it all happened just because he said to me, excuse me, lady, do you have any spare change? I'm hungry. You know, and most people treated him on the streets. He was 11 years old, as if he were invisible. But as I walked away, I realized what he said. He was a child. Right. He said he was hungry. And that that moment, that one single moment, not only changed my life, but changed his life. And it had this incredible ripple effect. That it's changed, it's changed the lives of his children, too. So sometimes we don't even realize how a small act of kindness can have this ripple effect, and it can change so many lives. Well, because it, it changes that person you're kind to, and that person passes on more kindness. Right. And so it's just a reciprocal effect. And it's, you know, it, it, it's so interesting because it really is about taking a risk. You know, and, and to, I want to encourage you listeners, really, to take those risks. That being kind shouldn't be risky, but for right. some reason in our society, it feels risky. Right. That's why angels don't, as you said, travel in um, nose. 
They travel exactly. only. Exactly. Exactly. And look for opportunities. You know, we're so ready to be taken advantage of, you know, right. th- that it causes us to think, well, I don't want I don't want to reach out because maybe it'll get complicated and then that person will want my phone number and then they'll want more and and I really just think we need to take the risk and recognize we just need to start the process. We can always say no. If we really need to say no, we're allowed to say no. Right. But why would we say no first? Why, would we, why wouldn't we just say yes first? You know, I spoke at, um, at a speaking engagement a couple of weeks ago in Indiana, which was really wonderful. And this man came up to me when it was over, and he told me how much he loved, um, he, how much he enjoyed my speech. And he said, you know, I used to give money to people when I would see them on the street. He said, and my family and my friends would say, you know, you never know what they're doing with that money. And he said, you know, it's not me, for me to question how they're spending that money, but they're obviously having a problem that they're on the streets asking for money. They're, they are in need. They are in need. They are in need. If you know, He said, so who am I to judge how they're going to spend my money? And he said, and then one day he said, I saw this woman and she was pregnant. He said, my pastor, he said, and then I realized that I was listening to all of the people who were telling me, you shouldn't do this. He said, and I went back. He said, and she was gone. He said, and I never, ever forgot. He missed the opportunity. He said that I missed this opportunity to be able to help this young woman out. He said, I never forgave myself. He said, it was probably 20 years ago. He said, and I never forgot it. I think that's so powerful because those missed opportunities are the ones that haunt us. Yes, they are. And it's, and it is those missed opportunities that can make such a difference. Absolutely. Because the, and the thing is that I have learned, too. If I practice acts of kindness and it's not received well, well, that's not my problem. Right. I did the right thing. And I made it uh, this this available to this stranger or this whoever the person is, and if they don't receive it well, that isn't because I did something wrong. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing it. If everyone could look at it exactly the way that you're looking at it, there would be so much more kindness in our world. I spoke to someone a couple of weeks ago, and he told me that about. He told me the story, but he didn't tell me the time frame and how he, his cart was overheating. And all of a sudden, he said, this man appeared with a big jug of water. And he said, may I help you out? And um, he said, oh, my God. He said, you must be like an angel on earth. Where did you come from? <laughs> he said, my car is overheating. I would love some water. And the man helped him with his car. And he said, and the next thing I knew, he left. He said, and I... I never, ever forgot that act of kindness. He said, and all it was was somebody giving me water to put into my car. I said, and that man who helped you never could have imagined. And I said to him, how many years ago was that? He said, it had to have been 20, 25 years ago. I said, he never could have imagined that 20, 25 years ago, you would still be talking about that one small act of kindness, the impact that it had on you. It, and it was yes. so, and and that's the thing. These impacts, even sometimes when you do it, you might not even know that you had an impact. That's right. And that person, twenty five years later, can still be talking about how this person, just in a moment, was kind. Exactly. And that is really 
what Angels on Earth is all about. It's these 29-chapter angel stories of people who have had a profound impact in their life because someone either reached out to them or because they reached out to someone well, I, I just yeah. I love this book, and I really want to encourage listeners to really buy this book because it is really inspiring, and I think it gives us courage to do the right thing and to really, instead of reacting to our world all the time, to actually respond to what's coming toward us. Mm-hmm. And so m- please tell us, certainly tell the listeners how they can get a hold of this and your website, or you know, because you of also course. have the invisible th- an, an invisible yeah. thread, which is another. And I also have an invisible thread Christmas story, which is a children's book oh, targeted to children wow. ages four to eight. Oh, that would be precious. Yeah, it's actually um, Simon. Little Simon took the Christmas chapter out of angels, out of an invisible thread, and made that into a children's book. Oh, how fun! That is. Yeah. So tell people how they can. Cause so the, basically, they can. I always love to tell people to please go to your local bookstore and right. buy the book in your bookstore. But if that's not possible, you can. I, Always get it on Barnes and Noble or on you know on Amazon, but also on my website, which is Laura Schroff S C H R O F F dot com. There's a section for on angels on earth, and you can actually see pictures of the people who are angels on earth in the book. Oh, that's really fun. Yes, that's a, that's a very fun. So, what what's going to be your next book? What are, what are you doing now? Well, the one thing I actually would really love to do is I would love to take an invisible thread, and I'd like to take everything that's harsh out of it and um, target it to children in middle school because I'm kind of hitting children um, with an invisible thread Christmas story, which is targeted to children four to eight. Um, but middle school is such an impressionable time for children. Absolutely. And Absolutely. an invisible thread is a little bit too harsh. So. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that now, and then I'm also would love to do one more book, and I think I'm going to be done then, <laughs> which is the brown paper bag story in an invisible thread, where Maurice came to my house on a Saturday and asked if I could take him to lunch, so I took him to lunch, and at lunch I found out that he had not had anything to eat in a few days, and I told him we needed to resolve this situation, right. and he would come to my house on Mondays, and... Um, so on Monday nights, I can either give you money, or if you'd like, we can go to the supermarket together. I'll buy you all the food you love to eat. I'll make you lunch. I'll leave it with my doorman, and he only lived two blocks away. And you can swing by and pick your lunch up. And he looked at me, and he said to me, Miss Laura, if you make me lunch, are you going to put it in a brown paper bag? And I was very confused. He said, because I don't really want your money. He said, I want my lunch in a brown paper bag. Oh, that's because sweet. when kids come to school... And they have their lunch in a brown paper bag. That means someone cares about them. Oh, my. You know, we are out of time. And I am. This went so quickly. But I, I love that story. And I really. I'm going to pray that, that that really happens. And I also. I'm going to pray for you that this, like, becomes a movie or something. <laughs> oh, please pray for me. I, I always say from your mouth to God's ears yes. or my mother's ears. But yes, I know. We've been working on that for a few years. It needs to be a movie. We need to have better movies out there. Yes, we definitely do. And Cynthia, do you have young children? I do not. I have uh, have college. Oh, college. Because I was going to say, if you did, I would send you a copy of uh, the children's book. Oh, send me one anyways. Laura, thank you so much for being with us today. And God bless you. God bless you, too. And God bless all of your listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. All righty. Bye-bye. 
Well, thank you for joining me, and have a wonderful rest of your day, and make sure that you practice kindness. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember... Be your own best version. Yeah.